This is the Election Wise podcast from Minnesota Public Radio News. I'm Molly Bloom. And I'm Curtis Gilbert. Each episode of Election Wise is built around a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from Joel Creswell of Madison, Wisconsin. You hear a lot from the presidential candidates, especially from the Democrats, about who's raising more money from average everyday people and who's getting more of their money from big donors. But they never really talk about these things in the same terms. And I'm just looking for an apples-to-apples comparison. Who's actually getting more money from small donors and who's just getting the biggest donations overall? Josh Israel from the Center for Public Integrity in Washington is going to help us answer Joel's question. First, the overall money race. And the winner... The winner so far... Is... The largest fundraising total in this race and indeed in any presidential campaign in the nation's history is Barack Obama. The Obama campaign recently released its April fundraising totals. They're closing in on $270 million. And Election Day is still six months off. No candidate has ever raised so much so early. And Obama's last remaining Democratic rival has also been raking in the big bucks. Hillary Clinton has pulled in almost $215 million. In previous years, if a candidate raised $100 million, that was considered a very impressive and very rare feat. Republican John McCain is just now approaching the $100 million mark, and he lags badly in total dollars, big donors, and small donors. So let's talk about small donors. Obama is leading in that department, too. 90% of his donors have given $100 or less. And that accounts for almost half of his total bankroll. Of course, Obama has plenty of big donors, too. But even though he's raised more money overall compared to Clinton, Obama actually has significantly fewer supporters who have given the maximum allowed by law. So it really is that army of small donors that's given Obama his record-breaking fundraising totals. And what's his secret? The biggest thing that his campaign has tapped into, that 812 years ago, candidates didn't have to this level is the internet. In fact, Obama has raised so much money online, he's thinking of doing something completely unprecedented. He might opt out of the public financing system. The system paid for, you know, by that little box you check on your taxes. Nominees get an $87 million check from the federal government. And if they cash it, that's all they can spend during the general election. No major party nominee since 1976, when the system was first implemented, has opted out of the public grant. And Obama pledged in a questionnaire last year that he would accept public financing and the spending limits that go with it during the general election. But he wouldn't repeat that pledge in a debate this February moderated by NBC's Tim Russert. So you may opt out of public financing. You may break your word. What What I have said is at the point where I'm the nominee, at the point where it's appropriate, I will sit down with John McCain and make sure that we have a system that works for everybody. Josh Israel from the Center for Public Integrity says it's not surprising Obama would be reconsidering breaking that pledge. I think there are not a whole lot of presidential candidates who, given the choice of having $87 million for them and $87 million for their opponent, and having, say, $215 million for them and $87 million for their opponent, would opt for the $87 million. Obama still might accept public financing. But at the debate, he also argued that he has so many small donors, he's already sort of publicly financed. We have built the kind of organization that is funded by the American people. With the rise of online donors and a lot more people taking part in this process, the amount that any individual person can buy their way to influence is going to be lessened. But we've also seen more and more in the past few elections 
bundlers. By law, actually a law co-sponsored by John McCain, you can only give twenty-three hundred dollars to a presidential candidate to spend during the primaries, and another twenty-three hundred for the general election. But donors can increase their influence by putting their arm on their wealthy friends and colleagues. And candidates remember the people who hand them those big bundles of checks. President Bush had lots of fundraising success with bundling. He assigned. Target goals for people to bundle contributions and gave them, you know, nicknames. The president does love nicknames. The pioneers who raised a hundred thousand dollars for Bush. The Rangers who raised two hundred thousand. So while Josh Israel says wealthy donors still enjoy outsized influence in American politics, small online gifts are helping to democratize the process. Hello, I'm an online donor, and I'm a rich guy. I just gave fifty dollars to a campaign. It was my first time. Big deal. I just gave twenty three hundred dollars to the candidate of my. Choice. Oh, look at this! What is that? Oh, it's it's just an email from the candidate. He wants me to volunteer. No,、oh, is that all? Yeah, I think I'll forward this on to my friends. Maybe they'll give him some money too. Friends? Ah,、huh? well, I've already given the limit. Now I'm collecting contributions from fifty of my rich guy friends. I'm a bundler. Wow, fifty friends, huh? What, what are you doing now? Oh, I'm I'm just checking my Facebook. I can't believe I have eight hundred friends now. Whoa, and my candidate has over eight hundred thousand friends. Well, do. They all get to ride on Air Force One. Uh, no. But you know, being a supporter, it makes me feel more invested in the campaign. In fact, I think I'll give again. And that's it for this edition of the ElectionWise podcast. If you have a political question you'd like us to answer, you can send it to us on our website, MinnesotaPublicRadio.org. We're in the programs menu under ElectionWise. It's a lot of fun to do. You can also phone in your question six five one two two eight forty eight forty four. We had lots of help this week from Josh Israel from the Center for Public Integrity in Washington. They have a great website that chronicles the history of money in presidential campaigns from eighteen ninety six to the present day. It's called the Buying of the President. As always, we drew on the voice acting talents of our editor Mike Mulcahy, and he was joined by the consummate hipster Sandon Totten. For Minnesota Public Radio News, I'm Molly Bloom, and I'm Curtis Gilbert. Is that good? It's only good when people listen. But if people don't listen to it, then it's no good.